Welcome everybody to Spirituality Adventures. We're kicking off the new year with a topic on health and spirituality. And so here's to 2021 and kicking off the new year with health talks on all kinds of things like mental health, spiritual health, physical health. And we'll be talking about health for adults and children. So I am excited to begin the new year podcast with a friend of mine, Brandon Brickley. And Brandon and I have known each other for a couple of years. He is a franchise owner in in Camp Gladiator, which he's going to talk about here in a little bit. And he also is uh, a personal trainer. And so I was thinking of all the different personal trainers that I knew. I thought of Brandon and he is certainly a great motivator and friend. And so, Brandon, thanks for joining us today. Glad you're here. And you are, where are you at now? In Houston? I am. I'm in Houston, Texas. Awesome. Thanks, Fred. Awesome. Well, I'd like our audience to get to know you. So why don't you start by sharing a little bit of your story, kind of your background, uh, education, career path? Yeah. Happy to do that. Yeah, so I started, uh, never thought that I was going to end up being a personal trainer. That was probably the furthest thing from my mind growing up. And uh, I had uh, had some kind of crazy, uh, hard family stuff go on. And uh, a big part of what's kind of allowed me to make it through and survive over the years has been uh, has been physical fitness. Um, so I, I was a swimmer um, all growing up and uh, ended up swimming at Texas A&M. Uh, got done uh, with that and uh, and became a became a, a follower of Jesus during, uh, during that time period. And so I, I was planning on going and, uh, and, you know, braving the world of consulting and hopefully, uh, you know, starting some sort of computer consulting business. And I uh, basically totally changed my, my trajectory after that. Uh, so I ended up going to Guatemala and did, uh, did some volunteer mission work there uh, for a couple of years. And um, physical fitness wasn't the focus, but I became a principal of a school there and it really continued to you know, kindle that flame of uh, being excited about helping people train their physical body uh, as a means to an end uh, to hopefully get them in a in more you know, fit spiritual condition as well. And so I got to uh, kind of pioneer a physical fitness uh, element to the school that we were uh, we were leading. And, and the school was it was for kids that were three or more years behind in their studies. And so they were definitely not, um, you know, they weren't coming in there with the, uh, the decks stacked in their favor. Um, and one of the things that I think made probably one of the biggest impacts was them feeling that confidence that comes from, you know, training your physical body. So I, I uh, did that for a couple of years and then uh, family uh, pulled me back to Austin, Texas. And my sister had started um, this little company called Camp Gladiator. And uh, her, her goal in it was to make fitness fun uh, for it to impact people's lives by reminding them what it's like as an adult to actually enjoy your workout, right? To get out and have fun and, and play outside. Uh, and so I went and participated as a, as a camper is what we call our, our clients. So I participated as a camper for a few months when I was coming back into Austin and really loved it and just thought, this is, this is great. Uh, I've actually gotten to the best shape of my life. Uh, best shape of my life was not when I was doing collegiate athletics. It was, uh, it was doing five or six days a week of Camp Gladiator, and that's only five or six hours, which is a small fraction of what I'd done before. And so I uh, decided to become a trainer. So got my certified personal trainer uh, certification there. And uh, that was, I guess, 2010. So it's about 10 years ago. And I've been doing that ever since. So I've gotten to gotten to train everyone from, you know, people that are trying to lose 150, 200 pounds, 
um, people that are in their you know 70s and 80s, um, all the way to people who are in phenomenal shape. Um, gotten the gotten the pleasure of training some of our special forces, uh, you know, uh, elite military operators as well as uh, you know collegiate and professional athletes. So um, wide wide range there. Yeah, that's amazing. The the education piece, like you were principal of a high school, was that something that you um, and obviously now part of what you do is not just training, but educating, uh, that, has that been something that you have had a passion for? Yeah, I think the idea of, uh, education in the sense of instilling knowledge, uh, or wisdom, uh, I love that, that concept of getting to pass that on, right. Learning something new and then getting to pass that on. Mm -hmm. I enjoy that. I don't know that, uh, I would ever again, want to be in like education per se, Mm -hmm. like the field of education. Uh, but I do enjoy that, yeah, that process of learning. And then I feel like learning is, uh, it doesn't have all that much value if it stops at you. So if you're able to pass that information on, that's, yeah. that's exciting to me. That's excellent. Yeah. Give away what you receive kind of idea. Great. Well, I think a lot of our listeners would probably remember the TV series. What was it called? Uh, American Gladiators. American Gladiators. Yeah. <laughs> And isn't that kind of tied into the Camp Gladiator story in some way? It is, yeah. So um, I guess this was 2008. And in 2008, I was working for Deloitte Consulting. So I came straight out of school and, and did about a, a year at Deloitte Consulting. And while I was, while I was doing that, uh, my sister uh, met a guy and got engaged and they were getting married. And so on her wedding day, the, there's five of us in the family, we pranked her. And loaded her up in the car and took her to the uh, tryouts for the TV show American Gladiators. They were doing a remake, so they have the the one that ran in the '90s is what most people probably remember. Uh, but they did a remake for two years in 2007, 2008, and so we brought her out for the tryouts. And they, um, you know, they made her run sprints, and we had her veil on, and her garter was <laughs> around her leg, and she's got wearing athletic shorts and tennis shoes. And uh, it was two hours before her hair appointment, so they let her skip the line and jump right into the front. And uh, she ended up getting on the show and then ended up winning the whole show. So she won uh, about $120,000, $130,000 in, uh, in winnings there and used that to uh, seed money to start the company. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's you know, kind of the 15 minutes of fame that allowed her to have a, a bit of a platform uh, to start what's now uh, one of the largest, fastest growing fitness companies in the nation. Awesome. What, uh, do you have other family members that are connected to this? Yeah, I've got a, a little brother named Joey, and uh, he's uh, kind of the the prototype uh, little brother entertainer. A um, lot of fun, amazing guy, and he uh, he started training, I guess, a few years after me. And he's uh, he's a big, you know, got a huge Instagram following, uh, big personality, a lot of fun. And so he started, and is he's done incredibly well. He's got a he's got a great following both in the uh, the outdoor and the virtual space as well. Very cool. I, I looked up some of the people connected to Camp Gladiator and it's, there's, it's quite a list of who's who in terms of some pretty well-known personalities that are either trainers with you or have trained with you. You mentioned kind of the breadth of your customer base being people who need to lose 150 to 200 pounds to people in their seventies to people, you know, in elite forces uh, I don't know if you can 
let people know some of those names of people that are that are out there. But it, I think it would give people some curiosity in terms of of checking into this thing. Um, yeah. If they knew some of that, I think it's. I haven't really put together like a list of the, <laughs> you know the famous gladiators. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, one of one of the ones that is she's super impressive to me and is an amazing trainer. Um, she's in in Pflugerville, uh, so just east of Austin. And uh, Marion Jones, uh, you know, Olympian sprinter, mm-hmm. and she's got her own story of uh, you know challenges and and uh, failures in, in her past, and it really turned you know turned the corner and has become a you know very impressive individual. Uh, so she trains. Uh, she's a franchise owner like I am, and trains uh, out of the Pflugerville area, but obviously does the uh, the virtual ones as well now with COVID. We mm-hmm. all do uh, we all do virtual uh, everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. So she's a, she's an awesome one. Um, we've had a good handful of, um, I don't know that any of them are like super well-known, uh, names. Um, but we've definitely have, uh, you know, had some incredible speakers that have come in. Um, uh, Emmett Smith has, uh, has been caught wearing our CG logo mm-hmm. quite a few times cause he came and spoke to us and, um, hope he'll wear our hat around town, uh, which is fun to us. And, uh, yeah, we've had, uh, Carrie Walsh Jennings, um, she came and spoke as well. Um, so we have a good good relationship with her as a company. Um, yeah, so we've got we definitely have some uh, you know amazing people. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, tell me about the training philosophy behind Camp Gladiator. How how do you approach this whole physical training world? What are what are some of the key philosophical points that go into your your work? Yeah. Um, great question. I, I think that one of the things that differentiates us, I was just on a phone call yesterday and somebody from a large company here in Houston was asking me like, what is the difference between Camp Gladiator and any of the other, um, you know, fitness options out there? And I think the, the kind of practical one is that we're, we're primarily outdoors. Uh, we're outdoors and virtual. Um, it's a one hour workout, full body workout, that sort of thing. But I think the deeper side of it is that kind of the purpose behind what we're, we're trying to do is our mission is to positively impact people's lives through physical fitness. And so a big part of the workouts is, is community and getting to know people out there. And, uh, someday I'll probably write a book on this topic. Um, but people struggle, especially in the U S but really across the world, uh, struggle with a couple different things when, when it relates to fitness. And one of them is just sticking with it, right? People start something and they'll stop. Um, or, you know, people that have been struggling with their weight their entire life and they just, you know, they do the yo-yo dieting thing. You know, you see every, every magazine, if you're at the grocery store is about some new diet plan. And the reason that none of that works is because people don't change their underlying mentality when it comes to fitness and their identity. And so uh, a big part of it is, is reforming your identity as a person that, you know, maybe started 200 pounds overweight, reforming your identity as you're a type of person that works out. And you do things that people that work out do. Um, and then it naturally comes that you're going to eat better. You're going to hang out with people that are doing outdoor active, uh, active type things. And so big part of, you know, what happens when you're coming out there for the 60 minutes that you're with us is we're forcing interaction initially, uh, with the people out there. So you're getting to know people, you're getting to make friends. And then very naturally as a byproduct to that, you're going to go and hang out and, you know, do other activities with them. Um, and so the people that have been training, I, I have some of the same people that started with me 10 years ago that still train with me today. Oh, that's cool. And some of those people have, you know, these incredible stories. Um, one of my favorite ones is a guy named Jim 
and he did a he did like a promo video for us so he won't mind me uh me saying some of this but he was he was probably about 40 50 pounds overweight and was a smoker like uh, several packs a day kind of smoker and he started because he wanted to uh, be able to hang out with his daughter and his daughter was fit and she was working out with us and she was doing spartan races um, so she's doing like mm. obstacle course races mm-hmm. um, which is a pretty intense that's a pretty high bar going from your smoker and the sedentary lifestyle to i want to do spartan races with my daughter and so he came out and now most of his friend group are people that he works out with uh you know three to five times a week he's he's regularly three uh, but sometimes he'll do four or five and so all of his weekend activities involve doing things that require him to be fit. Um, you know, he's down 40 pounds, uh, but more importantly than that, I mean, the guy went from couldn't, he could barely walk a mile on his first day. And now he's like a, a sub eight mile, right? He's like wow. seven nice. mile, which is really impressive. And he's in, his, uh, he's in his late fifties now, I think. Uh, but he's been training with us for old guy six seven years yeah (laughs) so but but the difference is i mean somebody uh somebody like you fred you've been active your whole life right yeah so that is baked into your dna um you know you've you've done one sport after another but the underlying idea is that you're you're an athlete right you're you're fit Mm -hmm. that's part of who you are and so you know i'm sure that informs some of your choices on a daily basis my my fitness fluctuates but uh sure but, but yeah no, I, I, when I say an old guy, I'm, I'm just in the latter months of my fifties. So yes. uh, getting ready to, <laughs> to turn the big six zero. Well, um, it's interesting at the top of the year here, people are, you know, getting motivated to maybe begin 2021. 2020 was such a crazy year with COVID and all of that, but now 2021 is upon us and I, you know, some people get tired of, uh, trying to re re up a new commitment cause they've failed so many times before, but I think it's a great time to get started, try to set some new patterns in the new year. And I'm, I'm also curious about the, uh, the outdoors. So like in Kansas city, obviously we are in the winter time, very challenging to, to, to work out outside in January and February, the days are still short and some of those days can be super cold. I like the outdoors. Uh, Here's the crazy thing. So, you know, I'm a cyclist, right? And I do not own a trainer. I will not ride a trainer inside. I, I don't do spin cycling. I go out and ride mountain bike even when it's five degrees here in Kansas city on frozen trails. Cause I want to be outside. Like I need, I don't know what it is about outdoors for me, but it's such a huge part of the energy that I get from, uh, nature, whether it's a hike or cycling. I was a runner before I was a cyclist and blew my knee out snow skiing. So what is it about the outdoors that, that you like and why is that a part and how does that fit into, you know, this, this Midwest cold virtual reality world that we're going to be in, in in terms of training and stuff? Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a great question. And I I think that so much of our American life, um, we spend trying to make our life more comfortable and people spend, you know, great deal of effort and money trying to make life easier and more comfortable. And, and, you know, think about when somebody signs up for a gym, oftentimes they're doing the tour of the gym and they're looking at, you know, what kind of facilities they have, right? How mm-hmm. nice is the locker room? 
Um, you know, are there clean towels for them to use? Are there, you know, do they have a, a steam room or a sauna, those sort of things. And so all of that is really focused on the wrong thing, in my opinion, uh, if you actually want to get in shape. So you're focused on how can I make myself comfortable uh, while I'm working out. And, and I think the beauty of working out outdoors in the elements is that you get you pull that mandate off real quick, right? You go out there, you've got to you've got to get geared up mentally. Um, that it's that working out's not going to start out comfortable. It's going to be rewarding. It's going to be worth it, uh, but it shouldn't be comfortable. And if you're comfortable, you're probably not doing it right. Um, and so I think that's, I mean, awesome. I, I will tell you that, that I have, I do have a trainer and I, I do triathlons and, uh, I hate riding on the trainer. It's the worst. Uh, it's so boring. It feels like it robs all the joy out of the, uh, you know, the workout experience. And so I struggle to, to ride consistently in the, uh, in the winter months because it is, it is really cold and you have to, you do have to have the right gear. Um, if you don't have the right gear, you can, you know, if it's five degrees outside and you're not dressed warm enough, you're going to, you're going to have some problems, mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, there, there's a lot of, there's been quite a few psychological studies on, uh, people who spend even just like five, 10 minutes, uh, out, outdoors every day. Mm -hmm. Um, and it really adds to your mental health, right? It helps you stay, um, stay sane, stay healthy. Mm -hmm. So I might as well work out outside, right? Like if you've only got so many hours in a day, uh, why would you go from an indoor office to an indoor workout? Um, I think you're, you're onto something there mm -hmm. with, the, uh, with the riding out, outside. I can run outside in any weather, but the riding, whew, wow. that's extra, extra chilly. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. I, I sometimes miss, I can't run anymore because of my bad knee, but the simplicity of running in all types of weather, I miss that because cycling, I still do it except when it's like, if it's like 35 and raining, I, try, I don't usually ride. And if yeah. it's, uh, if it's like frozen ice, I actually ride in the snow, but like frozen ice, I, you just can't keep your bike upright. Like it's just like riding on an ice rink and it doesn't work very well. But anyway, other than that, I'm out there. So, and I love the outdoors. I, I've always challenged, I think our world needs to be outdoors. Um, I'm kind of an advocate for nature and doing things outdoors. I think I think people need to get off their screens and, and out, out in nature. I think there's something about it that uh, is healthy and spiritual. Well, cool. Um, what, what do you do with, you know, I've, I've, I know people who don't like to exercise. They know they need to, they know it's important. It's like any other uh, bad habit that people have developed. They know they need to quit this. They know they need to quit that. Um, and then I've talked to people, you know, I've lost hundreds of pounds and they're talking about the total that they've lost over the last 10 years uh, right. through all of the different ways they've tried to lose it. And, and I have friends and family members that would be in that category that really struggle with finding something that they love that's healthy, that's good for them, that's, that's exercise oriented as well as, you know, eating patterns and stuff. What do you, how do you reach out to that group out there? Yeah, I think this is going to sound funny, but uh, lower your expectations. I think that's step one. And I think people go in thinking that their first workout has to be a killer. And I'm, I'm just as bad about this as anybody. Uh, but if you've taken some time off and then you go back to do whatever it was you were doing before, um, lower your expectations. You know that on that first day, it's going to be hard. Um, and your win is doing it right. Your win is showing up. And so 
uh, when people show up for their first workout with CG, I'll tell them, you know, very likely you're only going to do 50% of the workout today. You're going to step off to the side, grab a sip of water. You know, you're going to, you're going to be kind to yourself as you're doing that first workout, especially because what stops people is that they, they start with these high expectations of, you know, I've got to get five days a week. I've got to, you know, I'm going to do the full hour. I'm going to be crushing it the whole time. You know, back in the day, I used to be able to do whatever it is. Uh, and that'll stop you, right? That'll stop you from doing it. Um, and then on day one and two and three, I always say your goal is just come back tomorrow. Like if you can come back tomorrow, that's a win. And so do whatever you need to today to come back tomorrow. And I found this to be true just in, in life in general. Uh, <laughs> if you wake up in the morning and you set the bar so high that, you know, everything has to go right in order for you to accomplish what you would consider success for that day. Um, this is a big problem for me just with mental health as well is that if I set that bar so high that I have to like exceed my, all my previous, you know, things that I've done, right. Today has to be a record breaking day. Uh, if you have that mentality, then oftentimes you're going to fail. In fact, most days you're going to fail. And I, and I hear in, you know, like, you know, the professional, uh, really any type of elite athlete, uh, they're constantly pushing that limit, but there's a place where, um, in order to get started, in order to be able to uh, get anywhere, you just have to say the win is showing up, right? If I show up, that's a win. And I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. I'm going to be kind to myself. And then I'm, my goal while I'm doing the workout is going to be to set myself up for success tomorrow. And if you start that pattern, then eventually you'll get to the place where you're like, okay, I naturally want to push myself a little bit more. You know, it feels it's way easier to push yourself after you've got a month under your belt of working out on a regular basis. Um, but if you, during the first week you say, I've got to push myself every time you're probably going to end up injured or just, you know, you'll feel like you were failing, uh, cause you hmm. just felt gross and you, you yeah. weren't able to do what your high school self was able to do. And I'm, I'm sure you've experienced this. I think most people would probably look at you and be like, Oh, well, Fred's, you know, he's an incredibly elite athlete. Every time he goes out, he's, he's just killing it. Um, but you've had times where you're, you know, you're not in your best shape. Right. You got to just show up. Exactly. Exactly. It's, I was listening to a, a podcast with a, a fairly famous cardiologist here in Kansas City named Dr. O'Keefe. He's well known in the cardiology world around the country. And um, he was talking about, you know, even just a 15 minute walk actually has incredible cardio benefits like better than most any medication that he could prescribe for you, like a 15 minute walk. And so I think this is a, a really important point that you're making about like, it sounds odd, but lowering the bar, mm -hmm. getting a win under your belt, right. And getting yeah. a series of wins under your belt. So critical. I, one thing I know about you, Brandon, is that you're a great motivator you're a really good encourager. I'm curious what, how did that develop in you? I, you, you naturally encourage, you naturally motivate. Um, I would, uh, you know, that's, that's just something I picked up from you every time I've been around you. Well, I appreciate that, Fred. Thank you. Uh, I think I've got a, a pretty hard story from when I was, uh, in my late teens, um, I lost my entire family and there's, uh, I won't get too much into the detail, but uh, my my uh, father um, murdered my mother and my brother when I was 17. And today's actually the 20 year anniversary of that. And so um, 20 years of, of living with that in my past, 
um, means that I've got to fight a lot of mental battles <laughs> that perhaps other people do, uh, but maybe for other reasons, right? And I never assume that, you know, just because my story sounds big and, and gross, um, that it's, you know, unique. That I think there's a lot of people out there that have that mental struggle when they wake up in the morning. And so for me, I think that what's kept me alive uh, and kept me moving forward, uh, I think it's a couple of things. <laughs> the first one is, is faith in God. Um, and I think that my belief that, um, that there is a creator that cares about me, loves me, and, and that I um, can follow him and I can have a relationship with him. I think that's, that's number one. And I, and I think another big piece of it is that I've been around amazing people who've encouraged me um, and taken care of me. And so I have a natural inclination to want to, um, wanted, I feel like God's blessed me too, with just the ability to see good in other people. Mm. So when somebody's doing something right and it just is very apparent to me, it's highlighted. And so I'm excited to celebrate that with them. Um, and I think that lends itself well to what I do for a living now. Um, I've thought multiple times, you know, as we all do, probably as we get older, we're like, is, am I doing exactly what I should be doing? Right. Uh, is this the career path for me? And what keeps bringing me back to it is I feel like God built me to encourage people. And so if, mm. if that's the way I'm built, then if I can be in a, in a career where that's part of the job is to motivate, encourage, inspire, um, then I'm, I'm probably in a good place. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So you have that, that empathy for people wherever they're at. And then that, mm. that sense of pulling out the best in them, seeing the best in them. That's a, that's a great, attribute for all of us, especially for the work that you do. I, I'm curious. So you brought up, you know, that whole idea of how God has made you and wired you. And, and I'd like to, you know, I think even though we're talking about physical health, I definitely think there's a spiritual component to it. And I, I'm just I, maybe you could expound on that just a little bit more as you've worked with a lot of people. You, you've worked with hundreds of people over the mm -hmm. many, many years that you've been doing this. Thousands, really. Thousands, at any yeah. one point, I've had a couple of hundred clients. Yeah. So, so like you, you've probably seen this, the spiritual component at work, even though you're focusing on the physical. Can, mm -hmm. can you, can you expound on that a little bit? Yeah. So I'll start with where I see it in my own like athletic endeavors. And um, I've joked, joked about this, that my unique ability in athletics is I'm not necessarily stronger or faster, uh, more coordinated than other people, uh, but I can suffer with the best of them. Yeah. Uh, so I'm good at generally <laughs> good at sports that require uh, endurance of pain and suffering. And I think that may come somewhat from my background and I think God may have just built me that way a bit as well. Um, but one of the things that, uh, you know, I, I say that in jest, but I also think that there's something to when you get to the end of yourself, and you've pushed yourself as hard as your physical body can handle and you're mentally wanting to quit you're wanting to give up um but there's a beautiful simplicity in um talking to god at that moment and so it kind of wipes out all the distractions um and i think a lot of times people will talk about getting there you know through sickness or divorce or like other hard things in their life that kind of just level you uh, but on a day-to-day -day basis i also find that if i'm able to push myself hard um you know physical endeavor and get to that place where i don't have you know, where I'm wanting to quit, I'm wanting to stop. Um, and that conversation with God is a really unique and powerful one for me. Um, so that's, that's how I experience it uh, in some ways. The way I've seen it play out for other people is that um, when they come out, that 
everyone, and this is, uh, it's probably even more prevalent in people that used to be athletes, right? If you were an athlete and then you gave it up for a long time, your expectations are really high for yourself because you think I should be able to do what I did back in the day. And, and so maybe you're, you know, maybe you have an injury, maybe you have, uh, maybe you just have many years off, but coming out and, and deciding that you're going to take care of the body that God gave you and that you're going to humble yourself. That's like maybe the hardest part of the whole thing is humble yourself to be like, man, I'm probably going to feel awkward. It's probably going to be, you know, it's probably going to feel uncomfortable and I'm going to probably feel like other people are looking at me and thinking, man, that guy is really out of shape or that guy, that guy really looks like you let himself go or whatever it is. Um, or they're, they're going to have some sort of high expectations. Uh, what, what would be a challenge for me or probably for you, Fred would be on that first day thinking, you know, I used to be, you know, elite elite. And today I might not feel elite elite. I, I may feel like I'm less than that. And other people are going to expect me to deliver at that high level which um, I've found that that's almost entirely false because no one out there is looking at judging the other people out there. I, I would say that's pretty much without exception. Um, so there's something I, I think in our you know, spiritual walk as well, the, the, the ability to with humility say that this is not about me. Um, this is about the other people out there. This is about me just doing the right thing and honoring God um, with my time, with my effort, my energy. And I think if you can, if you can show up with the attitude that I'm doing this, um, to take care of the body God gave me and I'm going to be grateful for it. That's a, that's a big deal. Right. Um, and I'll tell people right in the middle of the hardest part where, you know, we're in the, like doing the hardest exercise and everybody's suffering. I'll say, all right, get out of your own head. I want you to focus on that person across from you. See what, how, see how you can give them a great workout today. Stop focusing uh, on yourself. And almost everybody gets selfish at those moments of, uh, of pain. So, yeah, I find, and I'm sure people listening are the, I know, I don't know what the percentage is, maybe half the population. I don't know. But like, if I'm not working out, I, I start taking a dive mentally and spiritually. If I'm not working out the, the physical, the, the physical workout that I do on mostly on the bicycle mm-hmm. has a direct impact on my mental health and my spiritual health. And if I let it slide for too long, I literally start feeling depressed, apathetic. I mean, I, it, it's, it's a distinct downward turn in my psyche. <laughs> so I, I literally call what I do sometimes therapy. Like it, it's as good as any other kind of therapy that I've been to. And I've been to a lot of different kinds through the years, but, um, but seriously, I think, I think something about the, the mind body connection, um, that the wholeness of who we are, everything interrelates our spiritual relates to our physical, our physical relates to our mental, everything is interconnected. And if you're not, if you're out of whack in one area, it's so easy to be out of whack in other areas. And so, so I'm, I'm curious, like how, I, I wonder if other people are like that or wired that are all of us that way or are the people that never exercise, have they just not experienced the upside of it? You see know what I'm saying? But, but I'm, I, I think there's a percentage of the population that if they got into it long enough, they'd find out 
that that would be true. I think the the science behind the connection is very real and and quite dramatic. That there is a connection. Uh, but thoughts on that? Yeah, one of the things I really respect about you, Fred, especially in these last you know few months, is um, I think that people probably viewed you before um, as that you had it all together and it's all, and you, you know, things were going perfect. Right. Uh, I would imagine that there were people that were tempted to do that. And I think that that's in my, in my profession, people, I think oftentimes assume that I'm, uh, you know, that I don't struggle with motivation because I'm a motivator, you know, I'm like trying to motivate them. So therefore I must wake up every morning, like fired up and ready to go. And I think the truth is that it's a struggle for everyone. Um, I've not met a lot of people who don't have those ups and downs. And usually the more somebody's in a, uh, a role where they're, uh, they're giving it away, uh, the more important it is that they do those daily things. Right. And if you, and, and I don't think you ever get past that. I think that's a, you know, it's true in our daily spiritual walk. Um, you know, somebody that's had an amazing, uh, amazing run and, and, uh, has amazing stories of how God's blessed them and taken care of them. And, uh, you know, you could write books and books about all of the things that, you know, God's done through you and with you. And, uh, but it's, it comes down to those daily choices. And, you know, if I stop, I know that for me, if I stop working out for a handful of days, um, that certainly for a handful of weeks, um, it doesn't take, I'm always real close to that ditch, right. Mm. That, uh, that mental depression, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, probably true for most people to a greater or lesser degree. I think that uh, maybe my ditch is a little deeper and a little closer to the road. <laughs> and so it's a little more important for me to stay on the, uh, stay on the road. Uh, and I think that there's, but I think for everybody that's, there's some truth in that. Mm-hmm. And I haven't met a lot of people. Uh, oftentimes people, when they start with CG, they're not coming out. They're coming out usually for, um, because their doctor told them to, uh, or vanity. Uh, and I would say vanity is probably number one, right? They're like, I okay. want to look better. Um, <laughs> and so that's, and that's why they start and it gets them out there. That's fine. Uh, you know, they want to, they want to look better in a swimsuit or they want to be able to fit into their clothes that they used to be able to fit into. Uh, but very quickly it becomes um, exactly what you're talking about, which is this, uh, this almost spiritual discipline mm-hmm. of doing the thing that is hard. Um, and yeah. yeah, I think that that filters in all areas of life. I, I agree. Um, you mentioned the full body workout. Why is that important? Yeah. Um, here's a, this is a phenomenon in the fitness industry, which is, you know, where I, I, I live mm-hmm. is, uh, people when they don't, when they haven't really been an athlete before they often come into it, uh, and they'll look up, you know, bodybuilder.com. And like I said, you know, aesthetics is oftentimes the reason people will start and especially for guys, but for ladies too, they, they, they tend to go towards two different extremes. One is that they're going to do isolation exercises. Like you're going to go in, you know, the two that are, are like the classic guy, <laughs> guy going into a gym, he's going to do curls, he's going to do bench press. Right. Um, and then he's probably gonna flex in the mirror a few times and then they'll head out. Um, <laughs> And, and then, uh, for, for ladies, a lot of times what I'll see is that they're going to use super light dumbbells. Um, they're probably going to spend a, you know, a disproportionate amount of time doing like an elliptical or something where they're just, you know, uh, getting their heart rate up. Mm -hmm. And I see a ton of benefits in resistance training and there's a lot of science to back that up. Um, and moving through the seven primal movements. So we have what we call the seven primal movements. And those are basically all the movement patterns that our body's meant to be able to do in order to be a functional human being. 
Um, so you've got your squat, your lunge, uh, your push, your pull, uh, you've got the twisting movement. Um, and then you've got a gait, which is, you know, being able to walk and run, um, and then hinge extend. That's the one that is the biggest problem for most people. Um, uh, cause if you're sitting in a chair hunched forward during the day, the ability to keep your back straight when you, you bow to the front, so like a deadlift. Um, and so if you're hitting all seven primal movements, then you're going to have a healthier body all around. Um, if you're only doing, um, and you know, no offense to cycling or triathlon, which is what I do. Mm-hmm. If you're only doing that movement, then you're going to end up over time, uh, only strengthening that movement pattern, which is going to make you more prone to injury and just a less, mm-hmm. uh, less fully functional, uh, athlete. Yeah. Yeah. It's a part of the reason why I, I mix uh, mountain biking in with my cycling so much because, uh, with mountain biking and I do like technical you know, off-road mountain biking trail, trail rides, you're, you do get your core, you are working your upper body because you're constantly manipulating your handlebars, you're, you're dropping, you're jumping, you're doing, and it actually works on your balance as well. Um, I'm sure it doesn't hit all seven, but it hits more than just, if I just gravel ride or if I just road ride, I'm really getting a very limited uh, great cardio, but very limited otherwise, you know? And so, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. That's a um, great point. Yeah. Well, um, talk a little bit about how things have been affected by COVID and what, it, I mean, what does it look like to do a virtual training, you know, and yeah. in, in, in the midst of COVID, all that kind of stuff. Well, I think like everyone, uh, COVID was, I mean, it was a wake up call to how, close we are as an entire society from, you know, just being derailed. Uh, we went from in, in about, you know, two weeks, like everybody else did, we went from our entire business is having people meet outside together in groups and work out. And so like, obviously, as soon as the quarantine hit, we couldn't do any of that. And so, you know, to survive as a business and really to be able to continue to, you know, the, the biggest thing is we have all these people that we made a commitment that we're going to serve them in that capacity. And now all of a sudden, you know, what are we, you know, how are we going to do that? And so we created, uh, I have to give credit to our leadership. Uh, Jeff Davidson is my brother-in-law and he's our, the CEO of uh, the company with my sister, Allie. And uh, so the two of them, you know, working together with our headquarters team uh, put together, we basically went completely virtual um, in about two or three days, we were completely Facebook live. And then about a week and a half, we were completely on zoom. And the benefit of Zoom over Facebook Live is Facebook Live, you know, you can do a chat, you can chat with somebody, but I can't see my people that I'm training. Right. So who knows what they're doing over there? (laughs) 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 They could be doing the exercises completely wrong and I'm not going to be able to fix it. Uh, Whereas Zoom, I actually have a, you know, it's much more like having a personal trainer in the room with you. And as long as they set up their camera so I can see them, um, I'm able to correct form, I'm able to encourage, I'm able to push them. Uh, So those people that, you know, I can tell that they're working at you know, 70 or 80% of what they're capable of. I'm able to get that a little bit out of them. Uh, and it's been really neat. Uh, one of the things that is always sad in life when you, you know, have friends that you, they come and go. And so they live in another town and you never see them anymore. And I had a lot of people who uh, over 10 years trained with me and then they left, right? They went somewhere else and we didn't have Camp Gladiator there, right? Um, we have a, a pretty good following like um, in the Boston area. 
uh, from a couple of campers that lived there, a couple of previous campers, and then they invited their friends and we ended up with like a crew. So we have these little pockets around the nation of people do virtual workouts and many of them uh, will bring people over and they'll all work out in their driveway together. So on some of the screens, I'm not just seeing one person. I'm seeing like a okay. crew of community, which and is we're outdoors program. and your social distancing and all those kind of things. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What a, like, so are some people instead of going outdoors when getting on, you know, with the zoom stuff, are they doing it indoors with the zoom or how, is yeah. that just a variety? Is it mixed? Like, it's and how, mix. how many people are in a typical zoom virtual workout with you? Yeah, it's a total huge variance. <laughs> so, uh, so I'll have classes sometimes, you know, my late morning, um, I, I do kind of off times, right? The, you know, your primary times are before work and after work. So my virtual camps, uh, you know, I'm doing late mornings and then I have a 5.15 PM. So I see lots of different people that usually have to have a pretty flexible work schedule to do my workouts. Um, and it's probably 50, 50 on people indoor and outdoor. Uh, some people, you know, they'll be dressed in cold weather gear. Um, and you know, obviously if we're working with somebody on the West coast, East coast, sometimes it'll be light out where they are. Or it'll be dark, uh, depending on the time of year, which is, that's kind of neat to see, you know, on the different screens, you'll see different, uh, uh, different times of day, but yeah, working out outside or inside both work. No, generally what I'm going to do is design workouts, um, assuming that you have dumbbells and a mat and nothing else. Um, and if you have, you know, other pieces of equipment, I'll, I'll throw in like, here's what you could do if you had some bands or if you have, um, you know, a place to run, you can take off on a run now, uh, or you could do, you know, jumping jacks or some other exercise. So we'll, uh, we'll mix it up based on what space the person has. But yeah, some people have, you know, they're working out and some people will bring their phone out to a, you know, a football field and do the workout there. Like just uh, put it on a little, work. little stand and just stick. Yeah. Their phone or they'll on. just set it on something, you know, uh -huh. tape it to a fence, <laughs> whatever works. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll have some people that are in a gym. Uh, so they're, you know, they're in their apartment gym or whatever it is, okay. uh, which is kind of, it's kind of comical. Uh, when people are starting to come back uh, post COVID because you've got, you know, some people doing curls in the background and then they're like, you know, all over the place, you know, running up and down and getting down doing burpees and bear crawls and stuff. Uh, but yeah, so it's a wide variance and some people feel really comfortable uh, getting out and being around people right now. Uh, as long as they're six foot distance, it does not, you know, does not bother them. You know, they're not high risk. They're not around other people that are high risk. They've already had COVID, that sort of thing. Um, and then other people are wanting to like really isolate. And so I've got some people in their seventies who they, they literally don't leave their house, right. um, but they still do CG in their Okay. Backyard. And that's kind of their social interaction too, which is important. These right. Days to yeah. So what, so the minimum um, amount of equipment, like you have, you know, to do virtual, you, you need to have uh, obviously your iPad or your whatever. And then you're, you set that up, you set it up in your house or outdoor somewhere, What's the minimum yeah. kind of stuff Basically you need? Basically that and a pair of tennis shoes. Okay. Um, it's nice to have a yoga mat. So that's an easy purchase on Amazon. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it's definitely nice to have a set of dumbbells. And generally with dumbbells, uh, I'll recommend that, you know, you grab a set of dumbbells initially that's on the lighter side and then you can, you can upgrade those as you go. So if you're, you know, looking at a, a guy that's my size, I'd probably say start with like 15 pound dumbbells, uh, maybe 20s. 
And for some of our ladies, they're starting with fives and then working our way up from there. Um, cause you want to get the movements down before you add too much weight, but it's really not necessary. You can do a full workout with no dumbbells. Um, the only movement that's a little bit hard is the pull, uh, pulling movements a little bit challenging, but we'll also use, I'll sometimes get people to grab stuff from inside their house. So, you know, a cooking pot, uh, you can do a lot of exercises with a cooking pot because it just gives you a little bit of elevation change. You can step up onto it. Um, so we'll get creative. If you don't have a band, a lot of times you can do some stuff with like a, a beach towel. That'll, that'll work. So I try to pick, uh, if we're going to do anything that requires like a piece of equipment, I try to have a modification for something that you might just have laying around the house. Okay. Well, you brought up this idea of, um, offering people a free workout for a period of time. And even me and you together, or I show up with you on yeah. a zoom meeting and people can join us. And so maybe there's some people out there listening that feel a bit motivated right now after listening and, and they would like some community and they'd like some coaching. And, and so talk about that a little bit. What does that look like if we offer yeah. uh, some free sessions so one of the for people? I'm really excited about having this conversation is that uh, I really respect and, and like you, Fred, and uh, I want you to come see what I do. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think we're, we're uh, planning on doing a, uh, a workout where you come to one that I'm leading. Okay. And then uh, I think we do another one where you and I go participate in a, another trainer's workout, like where I'm doing the workout okay. you know, side by side, not literally, but uh, virtually. And yeah, I think that'll be a ton of fun and people can come and, and jump in there with us. And uh, I wanted to offer any of your listeners um, in January. So then come do the workouts with us. But and then in the, uh, we've got a four week camp that starts in January. And anybody that's on here is, uh, is welcome to do that completely for free. And we'll have, um, I can get you the details on how they can sign up, but uh, do an entire month of Camp Gladiator, you know, any of our virtual locations. We have a thousand trainers uh, running about 3000 different um, time, time trainer combination. Okay. So there's one yeah. basically starting every 10 minutes all day long. Oh, day. wow. All right. So, so just give us a little bit of on-air like how do people connect this? So first of all, this, this is, this will be airing on Jan Wednesday, January 6th. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to do our first, I'm going to work out with you on yeah. Monday. Yes. January 11th. So yes. people can join us with that. Is that correct? Yeah. So we'll get the details on how to sign that up. I guess we can, uh, we can throw that in a, yeah, we can post it in the notes. Shot or yeah. Yeah. And I can post yeah, so it on, I can post it on my Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all that. Yeah. I think a full body, uh, full body workouts, all ability levels, um, kind of anyone, wherever they're at, uh, it'll be, um, you could call it a you know intro workout, but I'm going to design it. So it's still going to be a challenge for even somebody that's in great shape like you. Um, and you know, somebody that's hasn't worked out in you know years. Um, I've got, I had a guy who came out and, He's become one of our, our avid guys. He's uh, he was 69 years old when he started his first day. Couldn't do a squat, couldn't do a lunge, couldn't do a push up. And uh, he had his last time he worked out was when he was in his 20s and he was in the army. Um, and he hadn't done anything workout wise until 69 years old. And uh, he survived. He made it through. Uh, now he's he's able to do uh, you know push up, squat, lunge. Uh, he even can do some pull ups, which is pretty awesome in your 70s to be able to do pull ups for the first time since you were 20. So. Yeah. Anybody that's listening, um, this is totally doable from wherever you're at. Okay. And what, what, where do they go to as far as the, the virtual, will you have like a, uh, a, 
a website that they go to with some type of a password or something like that, some type of a code. Yeah, so it'll be a sign up and I'll have a way for them to sign up uh, for free. It'll be campgladiator.com. That's our website. So you can look around on there um, and then you'll log in and sign up and you'll be like a full fledged member for that month uh, where you can click on any look, any uh, trainer that's running. And we'll provide a code for that. Keeps them in the same location uh, at time. Yeah. So there'll be a code for them to sign up and then they'll have access to the internal portal where you'll click on, you know, I want to do Brandon's workout at 5.15 PM at uh, 5.05 PM, 10 minutes before the workout starts, that link goes live and you can click on it and it'll bring you into the zoom room with me. Right. So any trainer, um, so you basically can get on there at any time of day. It's kind of, it's kind of fun. So if you're like craving social interaction, mm-hmm. <laughs> or you're like, I need to work out, but I also just want to see some other people's faces because I'm in quarantine. That's okay. uh that's pretty nice as well. Cool. Awesome. Well, this has been fun. Thank you for doing this, Brandon. I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, share and talk with our, our audience. Um, hopefully people are getting some, uh, thoughts about working out, setting some new goals for the new year and working on their physical health along with how that will accompany, I think, mental and spiritual health as well. Absolutely, Fred. Yeah, I, I just want to tell you, thank you for, uh, I think there's a lot of people out there, myself included, who uh, just need to hear that it's okay to be, you know, it's okay to be broken, to walk with a limp, uh, to have your own story of, uh, you know, redemption. And uh, I think that that's, you know, that definitely applies to my life uh, 100%. And the ability to get back up and say, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not down for the count. I'm, I'm going to get back up and I'm going to move forward. Um, and maybe with some new insight, um, so I've, I've appreciated getting to getting to follow you on, uh, what you're doing. And, uh, I love this honored to be on the, uh, on honored to be on the podcast. Thank you for doing it. Kicking off the new year, 2021. So thanks everybody for tuning in to spirituality adventures and, We will uh, keep you up to date on how to get connected with Brandon as well as Camp Gladiator. So thanks for tuning in and blessings to all of you. Harvey Media Productions.